I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is the beginning st- of the basketball game. That is staying in. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome and thank you uh, to another episode of oh, Observe and Report. I delicious. am Jason Simmons and I'm drinking a uh, cranberry raspberry uh, Bellini right now. I don't know what a Bellini is to be totally honest with it's you. It's like fruity champagne. Oh, I like it. And it tastes pretty good. Nice. Pretty damn good. And Jax, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm drinking an Arizona <laughs> fruit juice cocktail because <laughs> I keep it classy. The drink of champions. Was it a dollar and nineteen cents from Target? Yeah, betcha. Okay, just to clarify, because it's in the plastic bottle, we're yeah, in, the in the can. In the can, it would have been ninety nine cents. cents. Obvi. It is. They didn't have cans available. Better than the gold standard because it has stayed the same price so forever. And it's delicious. <laughs> Mm. I want to go to Arizona and like I want to go to Phoenix. I've never been there before and I want to hope that they actually do make Arizona there. They probably don't. I don't know why you'd ever want to go to Phoenix. <laughs> no offense, Phoenix, but like I'm good. I I secretly love the desert and I've never mm. been there before. <laughs> and I'd like to go. I didn't know. Oh, the desert. No, thank you. So much khaki and sand everywhere. Just what is a dry heat like? Mm. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm pretty sure I just burped. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Let's just cut that one out. Okay. Don't think that picked up. <laughs> um, I'm ready. I watched many things. Okay. I have also watched many different things. Oh, you know what I realized mm-hmm. on like professional podcasts? Mm-hmm. They always say what their podcast is about. This is a thing I've picked up after listening to 8,000 <laughs> podcast episodes. That we is talk, true. We talk about stuff that we watch and that we want to watch, and then we assign things to each other to watch to just expand our interests yeah all right and perhaps you know go back and question if what we watched was actually worth watching it probably wasn't 99 of the time it's not <laughs> <laughs> all right go for it okay so um things i watched i wound up watching a few things watched atomic blonde uh oh, okay, by yeah. charlie theron and uh which is the most futuristic name that's ever existed. Oh, like, yeah, totally. It's a name that will exist. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Just Charlie's, no one's named that. Theron, also no one's it's named that. It's going to be, yeah, the name of like a cyborg in the future. Absolutely. Oh, you got a new Charlie Theron 3000? Sweet. <laughs> oh, my God, that new model is supposed to be amazing. I mean, she has an age in 30 years, so. Yeah, she's gorgeous. It just feels like she is a robot from the future. Fair. Um, so watch Atomic Blonde. Uh, Charlie Theron and uh, James McAvoy. Um, and is it Sophia Batella? Yes, Sophia Batella nice. from The Mummy mm-hmm. and from Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I watched it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Atomic Blonde. I think uh, what it portrayed in its trailers was that like this is John Wick with Charlie Theron. Yeah, basically. and a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's also a spy thriller, and it really That's does cool. lean on its spy thriller nature. Um, and it's a period It piece? is a period piece. Set in like the 80s, like okay. right at the coming down of the Berlin Wall. Gotcha. And just a spot that was set in like the last days, last hours of it. Okay. And yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Um, I think they do really cool things action-wise insofar as um, the camera work, insofar as the stunts happening. Um, there's a couple long shots where in which they make it seem like they're not cutting, but they do cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's done so well that you don't really notice. Um, and I really liked it uh, a lot. I, more than I thought it would, I guess. I was like, it'll be okay. And I walked away, from, walked away from it feeling like, actually, that was pretty hot. I had more of a plot than you expected it to. Um, I wrote this down when I was 
I'm too proud of this line, but it's terrible. Um, style is this movie's currency, and it's filthy rich. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're awful. I'm a horrible mutant. Um, you should be writing terrible like, movie poster taglines. <laughs> um, but also, it's clever. It trades on its action, um, but I think that... It it is a spy thriller, yes, but it can be a little convoluted. I think at times, like okay. we're just it's hard to follow a little bit. Like who's betraying who here? Um, I find spy thrillers are always difficult to follow because they just rely on cool shit and like I guess. car chases than they do on like oh this is heavily well plotted. But if you were to watch something like that, I think something that falls into that category is like the Jack not Jack Reacher, um, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, yes. Uh, we talked about it before, like the whole clear and present danger stuff. Any of them? They're not really action heavy. They're just like, okay, this is like Ben Affleck doing some really boring stuff. Cool. Oh, it's Ben Affleck. It's been many people over many years. Gotcha. It was Harrison Ford, then it was Ben Affleck, and I think it's Chris Pine now. Oof. Um, and they, I think they just assigned a new guy. <laughs> they assigned a new guy to be <laughs> Jack. Hey, man, you're in movie jail now, so you gotta do this. Oh. <laughs> um. Because, like, I could not tell you what the plot of, like, the Mission Impossible movies are. I couldn't tell you what the plots of those are. There's it's usually, like, there's a list. The yes, there's always one, a list. The first one has the old knock list. The knock list, yeah. which is a great name for a list. Yes. Um, I've seen that movie a hundred times, but I was a kid, so I could not tell you what happens, except for Emilio Estevez is in an everyone elevator. Everyone remembers that. And his fucking eyes get gouged out, and it's horrifying. He got murked in the first 10 minutes of that movie. It was. Spoilers for Mission Impossible, a 22-year-old movie. Which, which, when you're riding high on Mighty Ducks, and then you see your beloved Emilio. This was Emilio in the 90s. Oh, like, rough. Like, he was hot stuff. You think yeah. Emilio's going to be here the whole time. Yeah, no. No, when you're it's nine. He was going to be <laughs> pegging it, and it, no. Mm-mm, not at all. Mm-mm, it was unfortunate. Um, and his dad is in the movie. Isn't he? Isn't Martin Sheen in the first one? No, John Voight. John Voight, yeah. John Voight, another father of famous Hollywood people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was my feelings on Atomic Blonde. Um, anything else that you've watched? I mean, of course, things you've watched. I got a list because I went on vacation. Okay. So between flights and um, not talking to my parents at night and said watching things instead, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I saw a lot. Okay. Um, I watched The Post. Oh, okay. That won awards. It did. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be because the trailers I f- don't think really did it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like history stuff and I really, I should have known, but I didn't really know what it was about. Um, it's about the New York Times. They started publishing the Pentagon Papers, mm-hmm. um, which was a bunch of reports made by the government that they um, withheld information all about the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and how basically... Um, we were, for lack of a better term, losing or just wasn't worth the American lives being lost over there right. for us to remain in there. Um, and so New York Times started publishing it, and then they got an injunction. And you can tell I took notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then the Washington Post decided to print them. And uh, Meryl Streep plays the publisher of the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Um, and she inherited it from her dad. And then her dad had given it to her husband. But now it's her because her husband um, killed himself. And, yeah, um, there are a ton of comedians in it. I heard, like, uh, they have David Cross, Bob yeah. and Kirk in there. And they're yeah. working together. Yeah. And Bananas. I, here's a story that I heard about that. That they thought, like, oh, I guess Spielberg like, likes Mr. Show. 
He'd never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe the cast and Rachel's like, these two guys look good together. Like, they look like, they you know. They kind of have that look, too, of that time, you know? <laughs> they do look like 1970s, like, yeah. you know, beat reporters. Yeah. Um, they're a little jaded. They're a little crusty, maybe. Yeah. Um, Allison Brie is in it. She plays Meryl Streep's daughter. Hmm. I was so excited to know that Allison Brie was able to, like, chat with Meryl Streep. That feels like a bit of a bump up for her. Yeah. Like, insofar as, like, you know, this, the stuff that she has been doing. Um, and Zach Woods is in it. Oh, okay. And uh, the guy, he shows up in everything. He's married to Kirsten Dunst. He was in Breaking Bad at the end of the series as one of the guys who helps with the train heist thing. Jesse Plemons? Yes. Jesse Plemons is married to Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. It's recent. So Meth no. Damon married Kirsten Dunst. Yes, he did. That's wild. That was recent? I think within the last, like, two years. I say it like I wasn't invited to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> how dare he? Like, my guy Jesse. I've been with him from the beginning. <laughs> he didn't. Okay. I see how it is. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's cool. I didn't know they yeah. were married. Um, so, it was good. Um, I don't remember much of it at the moment. Um I don't know that it necessarily... I think it just, it obviously won awards A because of the cast mm-hmm. and B because Hollywood loves a political thriller, <laughs> seemingly. But do they? I feel like things they like... They loved Argo. They I, lost their mind yes. over Argo. But things like Bridge of Spies just tanked. Which it didn't deserve to. I enjoy that movie <laughs> very much. I'm the only one. Um, yeah, I think... Well, I think because of how relevant it is to I guess. you know what's happening with our stellar government right mm-hmm. now um i think that's probably partially it and you have america's uh sweethearts America's true Japen, like with those two in a movie heads. together yeah. directed by spielberg it's like people should come out and see this thing yeah. i'm glad they did um i just feel like it's it's tougher for people of that caliber i think now to make movies that people want to come out and see oh great yeah um but i'm glad like it did well like, you yeah. know awards wise and mm-hmm. that it from what i understand made like a good amount of money i have no idea like i don't know that's a hard movie to justify for studios for, from the studio side like well is it going to make us a billion dollars because that's yeah. all we're interested in doing now. the target audience even yeah this, like i guess other people who are also tom hanks and meryl streep's yes our parents fans of journalism yeah <laughs> Poli sci majors, like those journalism heads, really getting out there. <laughs> you big journal? Because <laughs> you seem like it. Um, I also saw Jumanji. So did I. I also saw Jumanji. I enjoyed it. I thought it, it was a lot of fun. It was what I expected, but mm-hmm. it was funny, and you know, yeah, yeah. There was nothing like out of left field there. There's another pairing of like uh, Kevin Hart and The mm-hmm. Rock. Um, they're great together. We're great together and separately. Yes. together. But this is like their second movie together. Like, mm. cool. Like, do more of this. This weird yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Karen Gillan was fantastic in it. And she had a solid American accent. Yes, she did. Yes. Like, if you've never, like, experienced it before, like, she's Nebula in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And she's Scottish. And she's Scottish. Um, and she was, um, oh my God, I'm on forgetting Who? her name on Doctor Who. She was not Amy Pond. She yes. was. She, she was, was Amy Pond. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, she was fantastic in it. She was, she kind of stole the movie from me in like a very awkward kiss with the rock. Like, oh my god, I don't remember it. It was hilarious. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Like, imagine these two very attractive people making out. Oh, that's right. But yeah. poorly. Like, <laughs> oh, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the worst kiss you've ever seen between two hot people, and it, they did it. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, she was great. 
I I enjoyed it. And Joe Jonas was there, but it's like I, I didn't mind him being there. No, me neither. But he, fine. it just felt like with the people that they had, I was like, oh, I guess Joe Jonas is here too. Fine. Yeah, it, they didn't need to get him in particular. It yeah, could have been anybody. But cool, man. Add another one to sure. the resume. Like, good for you, Joe Jonas. Yeah, he did fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, surprise, Colin Hanks. Um, in there. But I won't say in what capacity. Um, I don't remember what don't is wrong with me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but that was an interesting cameo. Um, and yeah, overall, a fun movie. Bobby, mm. Bobby Cannavale felt like he didn't get to do anything. Almost. I know. Like, he's a very good actor. And I like whenever he pops up and stuff. Yeah, it's like, I, I, that's how I felt when, she, when he showed up here. I was like, oh, snap, he's here. Yeah. Um, Bobby Cannavale, uh, I guess it's a, so a face handsome. you know, but a name that I guess you may not recognize. Mm. Boardwalk Empire, he was the stepdad in Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He's um, in that um, movie Win-Win with Paul Giamatti. Yes. Did you ever see that? Um, that's what Paul Giamatti's the wrestling coach, yes. right? Yeah, that's actually pretty good. I I enjoyed that little movie, mm-hmm. and Bobby Cannavale was hilarious in it. Um, he's also in The Station Agent um, yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it just felt like he... For real Cannavale heads. <laughs> <laughs> Cannavale connoisseurs, all right? Ooh. That's what we are. <laughs> and we know a lot of his history. Um, we have a weird amount of his IMDb page. <laughs> we have weird specific knowledge about you. I'm his mother. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. <laughs> he's like a... I'm assuming he's Italian, is that... I would assume so. I think he's that's like a, a safe He's like an Italian John Hamm. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like He's like a handsome dude, like super tall. Just, like. Mm. I'm a fan for many reasons. I am no longer his mother. <laughs> oh God! Um, but no, he, uh, Jumanji was mm-hmm. overall was a, good, a good watch. And I always have to remind myself with movies like that um, that they're kids' movies. Yeah, and th- I think so there's... it's not like the writing has to be particularly tight for any of them, right? You know. Th- so yeah, especially for kids, it's like you know the expected but nonetheless nice message about mm-hmm. acceptance and whatnot. But it's a good merit when a thing made for children is well done, like yeah. and it is able to play across like you know different generations. Totally. Um, and yeah, I thought it was like a good spiritual sequel to the original Jumanji. Yeah. I think a lot of people were afraid, myself included, was like, I don't know if this is gonna be good. Like I think it's gonna be terrible. Like I kind of didn't even take the first Shumanji that was just totally separate in my mind I mm-hmm. kind of just went at this as if it's a new thing altogether absolutely a very spiritual you sequel you don't necessarily really need to see the not first really one. there's like one reference to the first one maybe yeah. like one direct reference outside of that not there's much it's not really necessary yeah um but yeah I liked it agreed what else um I went ahead and watched uh girl strip and i took a lot of notes for some reason i don't know why <laughs> um not to say that it doesn't deserve it it's... i did see it when it first came out so i don't know how good my recollection we both know my recollection of it. it's not gonna be great <laughs> but i remember thoroughly enjoying it and laughing incredibly hard throughout the entire film it's really fun it's a, a fun ass movie yeah. um i love that it features like you know several women of color over mm-hmm. 40 oh yeah like and they're gorgeous and they're hilarious um I find it funny, though, that this came out, like, within weeks of, like, A Rough Night with Charles Johansson. Right, yes. And uh, Jillian Bell and, um, and this was so a lot of Glazer. And it just felt like these are the... It's on paper, very similar films. Yes. And Girl Ship kicked the ass of that movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't... I That other movie just didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. 
even though the cast is the cast is a bunch of monsters who are awesome like monsters in the sense of like these ladies kill they are awesome i think maybe if it hadn't been scarlett johansson nothing against her it's just if it's a i kind of want to see a comedian in there and And i'm sure she was fine Mm -hmm. but and not saying the movie was bad i just just, audiences went out for this and not that which is just like okay interesting Um, to see where people like you know were putting their dollars. Um, I think it made good money too. Girlship. Yeah, Girlship made great money. Yeah. Like for the budget that it was, I think it made like double its budget or something Oof. like that. Like um, I think the budget was like eighteen million and it walked away with like eighty or something Holy like that, crap. which is like huge. Like you'll definitely see a Girlship too. That'd be great. Um, there were some really cool things in it. They managed to make Mike Coulter, uh, aka Luke Cage. Oh yeah. Into an asshole, yeah. and I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> Did you, could you tell from the beginning what was going to happen? Oh, yeah. Like, the movie's okay. very, like, by the numbers, like, you know, and the characters are very much, like, you know, nothing special. Like, they're yeah. very much, like, you know, kind of stock characters. Yeah. But it's well done. Like, there's nothing wrong with using things that already exist or, like, tropes that exist in making a good thing. Hmm. Um he was, he was great playing a jerk, too. Yeah. I was like, he's not a jerk. It's Luke Cage. I was like... Luke Cage is kind of a dick, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I was very much uh, thrown by that. Um, it's unexpectedly gross. <laughs> um, yes, it's super gross. Like, given the characters that you have on the reputation of the actors, like Jada Pinkett and whatnot, mm-hmm. and Queen Latifah, like, y'all always get nasty, and it's hilarious. Seeing Jada Pinkett, that I've not... Have I seen her in much? I feel like I haven't seen her in much. I feel like she doesn't do that many movies, but for me, at least, I feel like I grew up watching her movies, weirdly. I kind of feel similarly, except I can't recall seeing her in much of anything. Like the Jada, off the top of my head, like things like Set It Off or um, Woo or A Low Down Dirty Shame, they just stick out in my head. And these are just movies I saw as a black kid growing up. It's like, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith, she is a quantity. Maybe I just always because I always associated her with Will Smith. She's always been in my head. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because doing things. It. I, I remember. Didn't see any of those movies. I remember time she was just Jada Pinkett <laughs> before the Smith. True. So. And I can imagine Will Smith watching this movie at home, just being grossed out. Like, it's just funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> but um, there were some cool things in there as well. Like, a lot of cameo appearances, but, like, you know, artists and whatnot. Um, like, it was set in a place that you don't normally set movies in Louisiana, I think. Yeah, and, like, cool. they're explicitly saying this is Louisiana yeah. at this time for this thing. Um Shout out to Kate Walsh, who's in there, and it's, like, secretly, like, really funny in, like, yeah. every scene that she's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she was just really good. And, like, um, there's a love interest that appears in the movie, Lorenz Tate, who plays, like, uh, uh, Regina Hall's, like, ex, like, you know, mm-hmm. not ex, but, like, you know, we never really got anything going off the ground. Yeah. He's in it, and he's an ageless man. He looks 28. He is close to 50 are you kidding me he is old all right I was like she's how does like this guy's younger <laughs> no no he's not i was i oh you've cleared that up for me because i was always just like man they keep like this younger guy i was like i mean get it they get go that's great he but i did not know that he looks the same as he did in 1995 <laughs> like it is it is irritating um there were some nice small little references to, uh, like, set it off because, like, Jada Pinkett and uh, Queen Latifah aren't in it. Yes. Um, there's a point where they're wearing wigs and sunglasses. They nod at each other. It's like, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> um, although the movie does get very, like, schmaltzy at the end. 
they do that's fine they get to have it both ways which is kind of nice most people don't get to do that it's gross but also like very uplifting as I'll well I'll forgive Schmaltzy if the rest of the movie is good and in this case it was okay yeah they earned it they, yeah. they earned it um, but yeah that's one thing that I saw by yourself also um, I appreciate any and all male nudity yeah even <laughs> though in this case it was gross <laughs> it made me laugh so hard it made me so because it wasn't just once it was twice <laughs> so wiener smashed up against the glass oh so great as soon as that happened i was like oh this is this is a different kind of movie i'm gonna <laughs> like this movie <laughs> um i saw um my favorite ooh, maybe tied with my favorite movie of the year wait no, Thor was last year. Okay, my favorite movie so far mm-hmm. that I've seen in a while, I'll say, um, Three Billboards. Okay. Did you see it? I did not see it. I really wanted to, but I did not get a chance. Um, it's in with the links of all those movies that I sent to you. Got it, got um, it. It was so good. It was so original. The cast was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's Frances McDormand. Is that how you sell, say her name? Yeah. Okay. I said it confidently and then I became very unsure. Um, it's not McDormand like she's resting. <laughs> um, she certainly isn't in this movie, Jason. Get <laughs> I'm gonna, out. I'm going to kill my <laughs> um, uh, Woody Harrelson, uh, Peter Dinklage, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot being that uh, Francis's daughter was uh, like brutally raped and murdered, mm-hmm. and Francis like the it's been a year. The police have not done enough, so she, um, as the title suggests, she takes ads out on three billboards, mm-hmm. um, calling out the cops. And Sam Rock- Rockwell and Woody Harrelson are cops, um, and it's great because there's no one who's purely good. There's no one who's purely bad. Mm-hmm everything's some <laughs> lean one way or the other more hard but it's very much kind of a gray area mm-hmm. so you find yourself kind of rooting for people and against people kind of all over the place right um it's just i there i didn't go in with much expectation at all because i didn't really know what it was about except for the very basic plot mm-hmm. um and i was pleasantly surprised because it was surprising and there were little twists, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The writing was really good. All the performances were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yes, from the same writer as in Bruges. I forget his name, but um, Irish guy. And the fact that he's writing, like, American characters so well for the setting that it is mm-hmm. regionally well. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very impressive. Um, it, it's still one of them. We won, won the awards that it did, mm-hmm. that uh, Francis McDormand won for performance uh, for the, the Oscar, and uh, so did Sam Rockwell. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to see it. Uh, that's me dropping the ball and not getting out to the theater to see while I was out there. But it's on many things to watch now. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's totally available, and I need to get on top of yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I watched a couple other things. I wound up watching, uh, oh, A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was so great. Um, I think, you know, without spoiling anything um it's really good this is john krasinski's directorial debut no it's not Wait, it's not oh what do you make facts he's directed other things that i can't remember the name of so his directorial debut. <laughs> <laughs> no he directed some other movie that i can't 
Um, I don't remember the name, but he has directed. Okay. I think one other thing. Was that? Did he direct the movie that him and Maya Rudolph? I don't know. Okay. Um, Possibly. Yes. Away We Go was the name of that movie. Yes, I think that was the <laughs> one that he directed. Okay. Yeah. Um, for a science fiction film, it's surprisingly science fiction film as well as a bit of a horror movie. Horror thriller, yeah. Yeah, sci-fi. covers a lot of genres. Yeah. Um, it's really well paced. Mm-hmm. Incredibly tense. I mm-hmm. think this thing is going to win an Oscar for sound design, probably. Oh yeah. Um, which is the award we get to like. We liked it, but we don't know what else to give you because we don't give movies to people like awards. The thing is, Emily Blunt's performance was amazing. She was really good in it. Everyone, absolutely. I mean, and it's probably the best acting that I've seen from John Krasinski. I think everyone had a lot of work to do because it was just conveying expression through, through just your, the old face, through your face, the through your body maker. And just, I think a lot of work went in on those kids. Mm. Definitely, they did a lot of work. I think being like twelve and thirteen. The girl is deaf in real life. Oh, okay. Which I was very happy that he was like, and he. I've watched. All I do is watch movies and then go home and watch like a million YouTube videos mm-hmm. about them. And uh, John Krasinski, rightfully so, was very insistent on actually getting a deaf actress to play the role. Okay. And she really helped them with the whole process, helping them understand like her reactions and blah 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 mm-hmm. that's really smart like um i know that he was very insistent upon like this particular character being central to the film mm-hmm. like you know this character is like you know important although she thinks she isn't right um i love the setting that it's a small movie there aren't many characters right which gets you attached to people oh which man. is it's a heartbreaking a thing is that is tough to do in a horror movie because yeah. you know what happens in horror movies yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's cool that they have like a bit of a. I, I love when things are on walls in movies that like give you the backstory without telling you it. Like mm-hmm. you see like a lot of like uh, headlines of like what they are. Oh yeah, and how it happened. It's like Ooh, lore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and they I, do is hang on it just long enough that you can get glimpse of yes. Um, the theater that I saw it in. I was very irritated because I sat oh, next to a couple right. who would just be all smoochy and like lovey dovey. Like, oh, oh my god, I want to fight all of you. During that movie, yes, because horror audiences are terrible. They need to do something to distract themselves from actually feeling something. You know what you need to do? You need to not go to horror movies right when they open because I went like a week later, and all the hardcore horror people are going to go out as soon as possible. But I didn't see it like opening night or anything like that. It was like you know, five p.m. on like a Monday. Oh. And there were still <laughs> trash people there. <laughs> like, it's just, I hate horror audiences. Oh, like, okay. not horror fans, but just, like, the audiences that see them in theaters because it's, like, you get everybody. Yeah. And, like, people that don't really care about, like, you know, other people's experiences at a movie. It's just, mm. you need to make yourself distracted because you don't want to feel fear. And that's the whole point of this. Mm. But that's just my two cents on that. <laughs> um... Also, um, it was weird seeing Emily Blunt and John Krasinski together in a movie because, like, really? I guess for me, because it's like, I know they're married in real life, but it's also like, that's not Pam. Oh. <laughs> like, that's not Jenna Fisher. Oh. So it's just a little odd to me still because I feel like I've not seen many John Krasinski movies post The Office except for, like, one or two of his action movies. Same. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it had a good ending without spoiling anything I just don't think it fit the mood of the film um really yeah that like last shot I was like mm, I don't know if oh, this is that kind last, of movie I agree the very last like two seconds literally yeah last literally the seconds, last two seconds it did not fit the mood of the film yeah but it's what 
the audience wants to see. Yeah. I agree. It's, yeah, I agree. But that's just the last two seconds. But you're still happy for them? Yeah, you're <laughs> Spoiler still. Spoiler alert, it's whatever. Not, and it's not what I wanted necessarily, but it's like, fine. You didn't, they didn't need that. Or they could have done it slightly differently. Yeah. Because you, uh, fast forward. Because you, they figure yeah, fast out. Fast forward like thirty seconds. Yeah, you, they obviously they figured it out. Okay, this is the solution. This is how we're gonna get all these fuckers. It didn't need that weird uplifting like with the shotgun. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It her. It should have been when she did that. It should have been a determined look at her daughter. Like, yeah, we're gonna fucking do this. Mm-hmm. Not like a ha ha. We got this. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, there are a couple different moods there, and that one did not work. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's I just agree. how I felt about the movie. I, overall, really fun and yeah. really good. Um, the alien thing was terrifying looking. Yeah. Um, and I like that. It's an evil ear. Yeah. I um, like that most of the time you're not seeing the whole thing. It's just a flash of brutal, terrifying legs. Yeah. Um. And even when they do finally show the whole thing, it's not like it's signs where you're just like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, it was genuinely terrifying looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I cried, because of course I did. I cried <laughs> everything. But it was still very touching and mm-hmm. whatnot. It was great. Okay. Um, I also watched uh, Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why not it was a movie that came out like a year ago it was you know a big blockbuster film mark Wahlberg mark Mark Wahlberg playing on american tragedy again what's up (laughs) that's his wheelhouse now i don't like it i think it's i don't think he's coming from a place of like only i can tell the story i think he's coming from a place of like this is a story that should be told i which i guess i appreciate it still makes me a little uncomfortable i guess um but i I think his heart's in the right place and trying to like get these movies out to the public yeah like he's a guy that people come out to see movies for and i think doesn't he always kind of make himself a hero though a little bit yes no a lot of it yes (laughs) um yeah but it's it's like a double-edged sword it's like Mm. yes this is a story that should be told from the perspective of the people that it happened to hopefully i I think as long as the families of those people are okay with yeah. it, families and friends, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, because it can feel like kind of exploitative where it's yeah. like, I'm banging on this tragedy, but I, I don't think that's his intent at all. I don't think it is either. Um, but that being said, it had probably one of the coolest explosions I've ever seen in a movie. Um, <laughs> and that's not saying it as like, oh, they got rocked. Like, no, yeah. like, it's just like, this is devastating. Yeah. Like, I... This, it actually conveyed the yeah. horror of what happened. It's like to be on that thing if if that's what actually happened. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, no. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's the thing where it's like this is this wasn't that long ago. That happened like mm-hmm. in 2011 or something like that. Like this is a recent thing that occurred, um, which is something that just reminded me of. Also made me realize, oh yeah, Kate Winslet was in a movie with her dad. Kurt Russell's in this, and it's like, oh, that's cute. Wait, say that again. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Excuse me. Kate Winslet. I don't know what her dad does. <laughs> Um, I was like, her dad's an actor. I don't know what he would do. Perhaps a tailor somewhere? <laughs> make shoes? I don't know. I can see that. Um, but Kate Hudson's father was mm-hmm. in this, as is Kate Hudson. Um, and yeah, that was just a nice little thing. I don't know she's in that. She's yeah. just been popping up and stuff here and there. I, I, I don't know if that's a choice of her own. Just like, uh, I'm, I'm cool to hang out in the background. I don't know. Cause, uh, she used to headline movies. She was also in uh, Marshall. 
the oh Chadwick the Thurgood Marshall movie? yeah huh as like the um woman accusing uh Sterling K Brown of rape interesting yeah just like oh okay 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 take some time away from that workout clothing line <laughs> to just pop into a movie okay I didn't know that's what she was doing her yeah. spare time yep cool yeah. <laughs> um, just real stylish sports bras <laughs> you know <laughs> what every girl's looking for it needs the hudson signature right and she's <laughs> there for that does. we've all just been saying finally <laughs> paisley on a bra yes <laughs> why hadn't anyone thought of this before <laughs> um but yeah and also a surprising amount of like uh bp like logos in the movie considering that they were like the the reason all this oh, terrible things all these terrible yeah. things happened like it was oh they lent their logo to this surprising i guess they gotta like have that mea culpa like yeah it was our fault hmm. um and yeah it managed to be engaging like really because i'm not a big fan of disaster movies necessarily like i have a big beef with roland emmerich um <clears throat> but it managed to keep me interested because it focused on the people mm-hmm. and not so much like, you know, how's the government going to respond to this? Like, you know, how are the authorities, how's the Coast Guard going to get there? Gotcha. They don't focus on that so much as much as like, how do these people survive the, this hour, literally, that they're on there? Because it feels like it's happening in real time, kind mm-hmm. of. It's like, oh, okay. you got an hour to get off of this thing. Otherwise, everyone is going to die. Um, but outside of that, uh, I guess just like to summarize what happens in the movie very quickly, like, you know, what the plot's about. It's the Deepwater Horizon, the tragedy that occurred in 2011, where in which that oil rig exploded, uh, and 11 individuals died out of 126 on this, oh, uh, no. on this rig. I but how, how many people were on there. Yeah, but then, like, these thousands of gallons of oil that leaked out over, like, 88 days Oof. in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Um, the biggest oil spill in history. Um, so, yeah, like, it was just overall good better than i thought it would be i had okay. very low expectations right. but came out of it feeling well, it's actually a solid movie okay um yeah um speaking of having to get out of somewhere before it explodes mm-hmm. i watched a geostorm oh, we're supposed to do that all right you know <laughs> what you've been real busy i can't wait anymore jason <laughs> you made I, it's been like months i cannot blow my, this geostorm it came load out on my birthday that was in january <laughs> It's been three months. You're right. How was it? It was amazing. (laughs) Here's the thing. It really was enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I, when I tell you that I enjoyed this movie, it is very genuine. I enjoyed this movie. (laughs) The acting on, and it was better than I thought it would Mm -hmm. be. Um, There was a budget. Like it, okay. it looked good. It looks like it was an expensive movie. It, I mean, when they're like in space and stuff, like it really, it really. There's one shot at one point that didn't look good, but for the most part, it really does. I was so impressed. Okay. Um. Jerry B. Killing it, left, right, and center. Of course, it goes without saying. Um. So the plot is, uh. Things weren't going great, mm. nature-wise, weather-wise. So old Jerry B. and his team of international people had built um, this thing nicknamed Dutch Boy. What is his profession? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a an engineer an of some artist? sort. Okay, weather master, Gerard Butler. Yes. <laughs> um. He so he and this team a couple years ago have built this thing nicknamed Dutch Boy. It's like this big 
space station weather thing. Okay. They have satellites and they help control the weather. So when something starts to go wonky, I don't know. They can do weather control. They can like shoot things down. Like, yeah, to we'll avoid, make it cold here. To avoid, yeah, horrible disasters. Weather catastrophes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then things start to go wonky. Someone's hacked the Dutch boy. Uh, yeah, Jason, someone has. And you know what? There's literally only one man for this job. Jerry B. Going back out to space, baby. Was he out of the game? Did he retire? He didn't retire. He got fired because he had an attitude and he would not listen to the guys in charge. The cop has to come back to the force. He knows what's better than those suits in Washington. (laughs) We're giving you a gun, but not a badge, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's up in space. And uh, his brother, played by a guy who is British, whose name I've forgotten. I was supposed to write it down, and I didn't. Um, Oh, Jim Sturgis. Is Jerry B. using his true Scottish accent? No. What? Here's the The amazing thing that they do. Okay. They, (laughs) because he's doing an American accent, but I think, I don't know if I, knowing that he is Scottish, uh, um, changes it for me. But they say that he and his brother like grew up or something in the UK, but then they've been here for a while, as if to justify with like one line that his accent isn't perfect. Bless their hearts. <laughs> oh God, it's great. Um, much like when we were kids, the streets literally turned to lava. The floor is lava. Okay. All right. Red hot magma flowing through the streets at one point. Um, so can the Dutch boy change weather or like the nature of ground? So that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it starts off because like this one <laughs> village in Afghanistan, like 300 people get frozen to death. Okay. I think that was I, in the trailer. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then, so, like, there are, like, various cities and countries will have satellites just for them. Okay. So, like, there's, like, a Tokyo one. Mm-hmm. That was where all the magma. And then there's one, there's a very specific one for Rio. Like, why do you have one satellite for Rio? I guess I they, they pay their money to keep their weather <laughs> nice. It would make sense. I don't know. So, um, like, all of a sudden there are tsunamis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it has the power to, like, light stuff on fire with, you know, the classic, like, satellite beam of, Uh like, like, Mm -hmm. laser down Earth. Um, yep, it, um, they say Geostorm multiple times. Dope. Fantastic. Say the The name. Geostorm is coming. Great. Um... I called the twist from the beginning. I wish you had been there mm-hmm. so I could somehow prove this. <laughs> I was devastated because I said Drawing it on whiteboards. I said it aloud. Yes, I was there. Strings, strings. There's little push pins, <laughs> newspaper clippings just from that day. Oh my God. Um, um, the other people in the movie uh, it's Andy Garcia, Ed Harris, Jim Sturgis plays JB's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby Cornish. Well, um, they're not effing around with this cast. No, <laughs> they're not. Um, at one point, so the, like the space station thing they were at, 
is enormous. There's a bajillion satellites and stuff. Sounds like Valerian. No one should talk about Valerian. Anyway. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Um, <laughs> how dare you disrespect Geostorm? How dare I disrespect Jerry, honestly? Sorry, Jerry. Um, I know you listen every week. <laughs> um, at one point, they have to reboot the system. This... Does someone have to go down to a place to hit a switch to reboot things? Only... Do they have to? So someone physically have to be at the mainframe? You bet they do, Jason. <sighs> Thank God. I know. Yes. Um, this system for this humongous thing rebooted faster than my laptop. <laughs> it rebooted in a heartbeat. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Jerry B <laughs> yeah. knows how to build them. All right, he's not messing Listen, around. It. You're gonna love this movie. I'll watch it with you. I'll rent it again, <laughs> and we can watch it because. It's great. Okay. It's hilarious. I don't mean to be hilarious, but it's hilarious. (laughs) It's fun. Ah, yeah. It did not deserve the 13% that it got on Rotten Tomatoes. It really didn't. It should have gotten at least like a 30-something. Okay. It was a little harsh, I think, because people expected it to be terrible. Because at least like it looked good. A big budget. You know what? A big budget disaster movie that just looks good. I don't know why people. It is. It's saying exactly what it is on the cover. There, yeah. Like, it wasn't trying to trick you. Yeah, it's not trying to change the world here. No. Like it's not shy. I mean, about they are. It. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> so gross. I'll see myself out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was exactly what you wanted it to be. A little bit better, and it looked good. It looked better than i thought it would there's nothing wrong with being upfront about what you are which is like a big budget like b movie not even a b movie like it's just being a big budget like disaster yeah, film yeah. which is a thing that's not made that much anymore no, really like oh, i think there is another one coming out though oh, geostorm 2 moonstorm oh my god marstorm don't play with my heart jason <laughs> <sighs> i would be there in a heartbeat <laughs> oh god um but no, I need to go and watch Geostorm very soon. Yes, we're going to watch Geostorm. Um, Can't wait to see it again. I watched the documentary Andre uh, about Andre the Giant. <laughs> Do not laugh. <laughs> it was quite good. I didn't know what it was going to be about. Were you thinking about the 1995 Seal movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Because I had, I saw the movie... There were a couple songs. I had the soundtrack on a tape. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. The first line I wrote here. I feel like I wrote this for you. Not the 1995 <laughs> movie about a seal. <laughs> Here's the thing. I did rewatch part of Free Willy because I have to be on TV. So, like, I'm in the mindset. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Flipper, Andre, all those things. Because, like, Andre wasn't even, like, you know, the, the threat of Free Willy where it's, like, this whale, it's endangered thing. It's, like, the seal hangs around this town all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be pointed back to the ocean. <laughs> this cut up. <laughs> What's he doing here? You're a, you're a water dog, not a land dog. You're lost. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah, there was no stakes. <laughs> Zero. Um, but Just a little girl losing her friend she shouldn't have had in the first place. <laughs> but um, I watched Andre, the mm-hmm. documentary about the actual giant. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for the seal one. And it was really good. Um, documentary about his life, uh, very quickly going over. Was it recent? Recent. It came out, uh, about two weeks ago in April. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, very recent, uh, interviewing people in his life, uh, from people he worked with in the world of wrestling, like Vince McMahon, who never does interviews. Mm. So seeing him, like, talk candidly about someone that used to work for him, 
it's a rare thing. Okay. And I saw him tear up, which is weird. Aww. It's like seeing your dad cry. It's odd. My dad cries all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not weird for me. It's just a thing where it's like, this is a guy, a guy that portrays strength at all times. Yeah, he, like, and he's always, because just McMahon, I feel like whenever I see like just a, a brief thing of him uh, like doing his wrestling thing, he always is supposed to be playing like a real jerk. Yeah, he's like a jacked 70-year-old jerk. Yeah. And it's just like... To see him cry over like a dude where it's like, you and know like what? being I, real. Being real. It's like, yeah. ah, should have been nicer to him. Or like, I wish things worked out better for him. Aww. It seemed like human sympathy. It's like, oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, some great stories about his life um, from people that like, you know, knew him kind of. And like people that like really knew him. Like, it was, like um, it was talking to people like who were huge names in wrestling. Talking to people like Billy Crystal hmm. and Carrie Elwes that oh, like yeah, worked with him and whatnot. And Carrie Elwes also a forever man. It's like, man, you look great for your age. Like, you're not. Like you, you remained young for a long time. He, I think he had some work done. No, maybe I don't know. His face looked very smooth at one point. <laughs> maybe he's like, a oh, moisturizer because he was a handsome fella. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Robin Wright Penn telling some like fun oh, stories about yeah. him as well. Um, but yeah, like portraying a guy that like you know really liked people and needed people around him, mm-hmm. but was also like in a lot of pain because he had gigantism. Mm-hmm. Um, Gigantism is treated at a young age. If surgery is done on your pituitary gland very young, um, mm-hmm. before, like, you know, you become an adult, mm-hmm. like, 21 or in your 20s, there's a great chance of, like, you know, you surviving it, mm-hmm. like, living a long life. He never had that surgery done. Yeah. Where is he from? He's from France, actually. France? I like the way you say that. <laughs> from France. Oh, um, baguettes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, he grew up there. He was the largest of all of his family. Uh, he started growing rapidly at age like thirteen, mm. and as a parent, it's like, what do I do? What? what he's never going to stop. Like, <laughs> as all like he can kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, telling like a, a, a kind of a tragic story about this guy that died at forty six. Oh like he God. died super young. I have dumb questions. Was he ever married? He was never married, but he did have a child to whom he left oh, okay. his entire estate. It was actually like a very nice Aww. like twist at the end like oh yeah he left his entire estate to his daughter it's like oh that's really that cute that's gonna be my question whether he had kids oh, yeah he, he had one daughter um he never married hmm. um and the thing was like he loved his kid but he never was never there because like you know of his life he was always oh, traveling yeah. always on the road and it was at a time in wrestling where you're working seven days a week oh god like you're home once every four maybe what like so and not to say that he like lived with the mother or anything like that like his his mother the child's mother never really told her who her dad was until like she was like 12 or something like that until like later in her life so yeah like it was just a very human story about a mythical man interesting um so yeah i definitely do recommend it that's on uh hbo now exclusive to that oh okay yeah um, I watched um boy. <laughs> that was not how it should have come out. I watched boy last night. Boy. Um, Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. The, I think his first film. Okay, for a second they said boyhood. Like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> what do you do with boy? <laughs> I took three days off. And boyhood. <laughs> um, I. It was very sweet. The kids were so cute. Um, it's about this kid, boy, and, um, he has a little brother and he also has like four or five cousins and they all live with his grandmother mm-hmm. and he doesn't, he's kind of a quirky kid. He loves Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, and he, his mom died 
and his father's away, and he kind of just makes up stories about like what his father is off doing. Okay. Um, w- one day his grandmother has to leave for like a week or so to go to a funeral, and so the kids are just left by themselves, and he's in charge. He's eleven, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Taika Waititi, who plays his father, comes back into the picture. He was in jail, mm-hmm. so he escapes with two other guys, and then you just kind of see how within like this week or so um boy's life just kind of gets upended and you see him his relationship with his father and how he wants to emulate his father and blah Mm -hmm. blah blah, even though his father's kind of a loser okay um it he just never really grew up um and the relationship with his little brother because his mother died giving birth to his little brother um, it's really sweet and it's funny and I, yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is boy. When, where does that fit into his timeline of films? Is that before, um, shark versus Eagle or before, um, hunt for the wilder people or it was definitely before hunt for the wilder people. I don't know about shark versus Eagle. Um, I think it was also before what we do in the shadows. Okay. It was toward the beginning. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, It has the same woman. You can see how he keeps having the same people in his films. Mm -hmm. Um, He has the same woman um, who is in Thor Ragnarok. And Wilder People? Yes, and Wilder People. She's She's great. great. Um, She's not in a lot, but when she is, she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, one of the guys who plays his friends, uh, his friend from prison, um, big, he's a tall guy, and they're supposed to look like tough or whatever, Mm. but he has a very high voice. That's basically like Korg in Ragnarok, where he just he talks really like this, and it's really high, <laughs> even though he's like a tough guy. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was it was very sweet, and I liked it. Okay. Um, what is it? I also watched uh, Paterno, the Joe Paterno movie. Oh God. <laughs> um, I still don't understand why. It's a it's a bit of a rough one. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, it's not. Uh, one would think it's an easy watch, <laughs> um, fun, lighthearted, but surprisingly dark. Um, so Pacino has become what it feels like HBO's house actor. Like yeah. we're bring on movie. Where's Pacino? Get him on the line. <laughs> like have him slide down the pole, pull the pull the release, and he'll drop from the ceiling. Al, Al, can you come downstairs? <laughs> we're gonna do another movie now. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, Pacino uh, is good in it. He's able to effectively portray uh, Joe Paterno, um, and Greg Gunberg is also in it. Uh, Greg Grunberg, mm-hmm. double G's, um, which made me think for a second: is this a J.J. Abrams joint? Because mm-hmm. he's always That'd in be weird. Greg Grunberg is in every J.J. Abrams film. Okay. So I, when I see him now, I just think, where's Abrams in this picture? How does he fall, play into this? Did you upstairs too? No. <laughs> um, but no, it of course portrays the 2011 scandal mm-hmm. at Penn State, um, where in which individuals were molested over a long period of time, yeah. um, and questioning what Joe Paterno knew of it, and did he do as much as he could uh, as essentially an administrator of this team, uh, as the head coach of this team, as someone central to the livelihood of this entire university. Right, he's a legend. Um, yeah, so it was it, it, it was very well portrayed by Pacino. Um, it did not shy away from the, 
bad things that happen there at all. What amount of time, like, are they covering just, like, it, the speci- a specific time? It does cover a very specific time. It takes place over, like, the last, from about three weeks of the scandal, essentially. Okay. Um, And it's interesting because he is in the last days of his life at this point. Because Paterno dies 80 days That's right. after the story breaks. So it's, you're looking at someone at the end of their life and the end of their career. Um, and as someone that like, you know, doesn't really follow sports all that much mm-hmm. and someone that is not, uh, didn't go to Penn state, you know, mm-hmm. didn't know what his legacy was. I watched with people that did mm-hmm. and, and people that were definitely invested in the story and like in, into sports and whatnot. And like the energy in the room was like something like they were oh, just yeah. very much like just angry and like a lot of emotions like, happening. Yeah. Cause they're devastated cause they love this guy. And yeah. Yeah. He just kind of crushed their dreams a little bit. But also very much like, you know, people against him, like absolutely 100% screw this guy. Oh, yeah. And just like, I can absolutely understand where everyone's coming from on this. And it was, yeah. it was good to watch it with that group of people just for, for the emotion that was happening mm-hmm. there, which I feel doesn't happen that much when you get to watch movies sometimes. And just like, wow, I'm really feeding off of this and like what's happening here. And just like, yeah, this is, a terrible thing that occurred and i feel like i watched a lot of bad things represented on film (laughs) i don't know what's going on in my life but um don't worry we'll watch geostorm you'll also feel emotion (laughs) but it'll be joy wash all over me um like the tsunamis in geostorm (laughs) but um i would say that yeah it's definitely worth watching if you have any interest in what happened there and so Mm -hmm. far as like you know because it is definitely a newsworthy event that mm-hmm. occurred, uh, and I think that it was very well done by Al Pacino. Okay. Um, and I wonder when he'll. Wonder, I wonder what HBO movie he'll be in next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still have a bunch of stuff to go over. I watched. Um, I started watching Lost in Space. Okay, I also started watching that too. Um, I didn't really have many expectations going in because I ne- had never. I think the only bit of it I had ever been familiar with was like part of the movie. The 1997 movie featuring Matt LeBlanc and Lexi Chabert and John Hurt. Oh my God. I've seen all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that movie because... I only remember seeing a tiny chunk of it. I had no recollection really. It's... The movie to me as a 10-year-old watching it was really good. Um, Oh yeah, of course. But I I also saw Lost in Space for the first two episodes. Okay, I think I watched the first four. Mm -hmm. Um... Has Parker Posey come into it? Yeah, Parker Posey's definitely in it. Um, Um, She's the best part of that show. She definitely is, and I would rather the the show be just focused on her, kind of. Yeah, personally, she's uh, her character reminds me of Loki. Absolutely, a moral kind of gray area. Definitely not a great person, Mm -hmm. but she's just in it for herself. She's not completely heartless, but she's pretty cold. Yeah. So she just kind of does whatever is best for her own survival. Sometimes it's completely against the people she's with, but also sometimes it does line up with what they do. As long as it benefits her ultimately. That's, yeah. That's, that's what she's she about. about. Which is interesting. It's I mean, curious it's to see a, really a character like that. Interesting character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Park Posey a lot in mm-hmm. it. Um, it's definitely a departure from like what the character was. Where it's oh, like really? this foppish old man in the original series was a foppish old man, and he was just like a bad guy in the biggest quotation marks. Okay. Like he's there for the comic relief, but also he's like oh. v- has villainous intent, kind of. Um, to go from that to this, where it's like I'm here for me and me alone. I I will kill all of you if I have to, yeah. like just to survive. Because there are little specks of like humanity, like when um, the pilot guy she's with mm-hmm. he takes off the boots of the dead woman and she's like a little taken aback by that yeah like, oh she does it 
because it makes sense. But there are little glimpses of her humanity kind of sprinkled in there. Right. Because she's not totally hate her. Because her whole goal is survival, but now it's changed because it's about true survival. It's no longer just about, you know, having to look out for yourself and, like, you know, having the best for yourself. It's also about living in a disastrous situation. Yes. Um, and also, it looks like Netflix put a lot of money into this show. They did. Like, it, yeah, it's a good-looking show. Totally. So far as, like, you know, graphically speaking and from the the camera work being done on it and just, like, the lighting, like, it's technically a very pretty show to look at. The robot alien is pretty cool looking. Yeah. The robot is pretty cool looking. Um, the CG on that is very well. It's a blend of CG and like puppetry and like yeah. actual like you know not animatronics but someone in a suit. But it's done very well, mm-hmm. and so it makes me just realize, oh yeah, Netflix shows have come a long way um, from like the amount of money they're willing to spend on them. It feels like because they got the money to burn. Totally. Um, so yeah, I I like the first few episodes. I'm wondering where it's going to go. Um, and yeah, I, well, I hear a lot of comparisons to Lost. Oh, okay. Uh, in the way that's being set up, like there's a bigger secret here. Oh, but I've not gotten to that part yet, where it seems like there is a bigger secret. To me, it just seems like survive is the big goal. Yeah. But of course, it has to has more has to have more. Otherwise, what are we here for? Yeah. Um, I watched. <laughs> I watched Power Rangers, Jason. Yeah. And this is your fault because you made it yeah. sound not bad. What? It, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, Jason. <laughs> that's your opinion. My opinion is correct <laughs> because <laughs> here's what annoyed me is they barely showed any of the dinosaur robots. I like that. N- fuck you. No, <laughs> you're wrong. No, that's all I wanted to see. It felt earned just, to me. Yeah, it did. But then show me and more. <laughs> I don't even like the only one that really looked like a dinosaur was the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Pteranodon a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, you didn't even see the other ones. I didn't even get to see, really, my beloved saber-toothed tiger. What's the point? That was what I was there for, Jason. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> How dare they? Instead, I had to watch these idiots run around forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I... The only saving grace was the kid who plays Billy from Stranger Things is the main character, and he's so handsome. <laughs> he's so painfully attractive. See, you're the mom in Hawkins that would give Billy the time of day, all right? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would cause a town scandal, Jason, and I would have zero regrets <laughs> because that man boy... <laughs> He's so attractive. <laughs> I looked it up. He's a mere 23 years old. <laughs> I don't care. It's old enough. He takes his shirt off at one point and it's bananas. Like, it's... I don't even know. It looks like he just came from training for 300. <laughs> oh, my God. I very much enjoy the movie. I like the relationships, relationships between the characters. It felt earned when they finally had the suits and they finally had the music going and they had the dinosaurs. I was like, yeah, I was in the moment. But then it it was such a long culmination up to such a short payoff. I guess um, it feels the last 20, mo- 20 minutes of the movie, I think, is all Zords and Power Ranger suits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I guess ultimately, like, that's 
I, I was. I guess that's what you're there for. Yes, the yeah. fighting and whatnot, and the suits and the CG. But I don't know. I guess I was just wowed by like, oh, we're really, we're really making a movie here. Okay, surprising, is what I felt like. Well, here's the thing. I don't like people. <laughs> so why are we focusing for so long on these people? Because I want dinosaur robots. <laughs> Give me them. But especially because the TV show when we were kids. Mm-hmm. It was mostly them fighting. Yes, very true. So that's what I was there for. Mm-hmm. That's what I expected. And that is not what I received. They managed to blend together Breakfast Club with Power Rangers. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you have your stock characters, like the nerd, the jock, like, you know, the bad boy, like the outcast girl, the popular girl. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, they make a high school movie and throw in some martial arts and it wasn't a very explosions. Good high school movie, though. <laughs> That's the thing. I think because I one of those things should be stronger, but they're both kind of weak. Both for me, like both the high school story and the robot fighting. Like, w- give me one that's really good, but mm-hmm. they're both kind of like eh for me. So I ugh, I felt like sitting through all that teenage drama. I was like, well, I earned this amazing robot fight, mm. and then it barely happened, <laughs> and I was mad. I, yeah, I feel very opposite to that. I enjoyed what I, what I went there to see. I got things that I didn't think I would, what I would get, and the things that I got, I enjoyed a lot. What did you not think that you were going to get that you got? I didn't think I was going to get, like, the high school angst, and, like, I felt like, oh, yeah, they're immediately all friends. Like, no, they had to, like, work for that. Mm. Um I thought like, oh, we immediately have them like you know in suits doing things. Like, no, you gotta earn it. I, that that was fair. Them having to actually like, earn it, like yeah. yeah, and like them fighting and not being great at it mm-hmm. and having to learn stuff. Totally. Like I appreciate like you know that it wasn't stereotypical about like you know the roles that people are coming from. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like you know the black is the smart one, and like yes. you know like has the Asian one was the tough guy who was like broke and like you know had to take care of his mom. That was so heartbreaking. And they're throwing in things like that. Yeah. Like you're giving you an anchor for each person. Yes. Like you know, um, Becky G, who plays the Yellow Ranger, like you know, she like is bisexual and like you know is doesn't know if she wants to come out to her parents about that. Like, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I was just too focused on waiting for the robots. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think like they were able to build in like a latch for each character in mm-hmm. a way that's like, okay, I care about them and why they're here, and it's not so much them getting over that thing that they have outside of this. But learning how to cope with that and deal with that and move on and be more of a person. Maybe reading too much into this. Here's the thing. You look for quality and well-told stories. I'm there for entertainment (laughs) spectacle. (laughs) Give me my spectacle. Uh, What you're saying is true. mm -hmm. And I have to, again, with this, remind myself that it is a kid's movie. Um, So that very basic decent storytelling they they did it it mm. was quick and it wasn't great but they did it mm-hmm. so that's good and i think it's probably a good message to kids and whatnot mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> um i did like that bill Hader was the voice of the little robot guy yeah bill Hader was there so was brian cranston, brian cranston. um 
what's her name elizabeth banks was like the villain yep she's fine totally. um yeah she was fine in it like i think the adults they had the names mm-hmm. they had in the movie like were fine and i yeah. think they were da- there to play they were there to have oh, some totally. fun too which is which was cool elizabeth banks seemed like she was having a good time yeah that was nice Yes, but speaking of Bill Hader, I also watched the first episode of Barry. Barry, I also I've also been watching. It's very good. I've only seen the first. Has there been more? I there've been there four episodes now. Oh jeez, I'm behind the times. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I really like Bill Hader kind of being the main guy. Yeah, he can totally hold it up. Yeah, absolutely. Like seeing this person learn to be a human being again is like kind of through this shitty acting class is like really fun. Like, it's nice seeing him go to that class and really, like, having to apply that to his life because he doesn't know how to do it anymore. He just shuts so much himself off to do his job to kill people. True. And watching him go into, like, action mode and, like, shoot a gun and be very confident, I was like, oh, oh, oh Bill. <laughs> I'm, like, fanning myself. Like, oh, my God, Bill, I see you now. Um, yeah, it's great. I've only... I've you enjoyed the subsequent episodes also yeah very good um steven root's great henry winkler's great um <laughs> henry winkler and his giant like escalade <laughs> yes like that's fantastic they do more with him and oh, like cool. uh the police the the detective investigating the situation they do more with him and her and it's fantastic <laughs> i haven't even gotten to that yet um i'm looking forward to it but it's really good i like it a lot cool a couple of things uh, I watched the first episode of Atlanta. Okay. It was great. Going to keep watching that. Mm-hmm. And I watched two episodes of um, David Letterman's show on Netflix. I also watched the first episode of that as well. Uh, yes. My next guest sees no introduction. Yes. Mm-hmm. I watched the Obama one mm-hmm. and the Jay-Z one. Okay. Um, and I really, I think I had seen enough clips from the Obama one that I wasn't terribly surprised by anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just heartbroken that he's no longer our president. Same um, here. Made me sad. Um, but the Jay Z one, I thoroughly enjoy episodes of Jay Z. Of I saw him in an episode of something else. Because mm-hmm. um, he's such like an interesting, smart guy, and I feel like he's he and Beyonce pretty much keep things on the down low. Mm-hmm. So getting to hear him actually talk about stuff is like, oh, Jay, let's open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, I need to watch that one. I'm very curious. I feel like I'm not seeing a lot of, like, Jay-Z interviews. And he's funny. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Letterman brings that out of people, certainly. It, he does. And he <laughs> does with this. Because mm-hmm. I think Jay-Z strikes me as being kind of shy, almost. Okay. And so seeing him come out of his shell more was great. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious of what that is. I'm very curious about, like, what his interests are now. Um, so I, I look forward to that interview and, like, watching that. Um, but yeah, I also saw that episode with Letterman um, and Obama, mm-hmm. and yeah, similarly, maybe nostalgic for Barry, oh, yeah, and just like yeah, like <laughs> things were <laughs> things were pretty cool at one point in time. Yeah, we were um, memories. But yeah, I, I've not really seen much else outside of that. There are things that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some trailers that I saw that were like, oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, one thing I saw that looked pretty darn cool that new a new trailer a new trailer for the Spider Man animated film. Um, oh, I didn't even hear it. Yeah, so this December, uh, there will be an animated film for uh, Spider-Man. Um, it is not focused on Peter Parker, focusing on the other Spider-Man that they're trying to, I think, be a bit more proactive about pushing. Uh, Miles Morales, who is uh, the black Spider-Man, essentially. He's a teenager who is both, uh, I believe, uh, Afro-Latino. He's Hispanic and black. 
Um, and yeah. How have I not heard anything about this? This has been like a big push in, since like the last eight years, something like that. Really? They introduced a new character, Miles Morales, and he's like. In the, you mean like in the comics? In comics, okay. yeah. Um, and I think they're doing a big deal to try to push him into more media. Like he's on more te- television shows for kids. Like he's on oh, okay. merchandise now and whatnot. So like I think they're doing a big deal of like, you know, making this character accessible to people. That's cool. Um, and the trailer looks beautiful. Like, it, they're really trying to make it a comic book coming off a of page to the point where it's, like, dots and pixelation on faces, where it's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, they're, I think they're taking a page from the Lego movie playbook, where oh, it's like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to look like the thing you interact with regularly. Like, yes, Lego movie looks like the toys. This movie looks like, you know, the comic come to life. Um, what is the name of the movie going to be? Uh, Spider-Man, um, what is it? Not Into Darkness. Um... Spider Enter, Enter the Spider Verse. That's the name of the film. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Um, I was looking to the house with a clock in its walls. Um, it's just a dumb title for a movie, <laughs> but it's got Jack Black and Kate Blanchett in it. Interesting. I um, like this. And it looks pretty fun. I like those two. Um, my w- desire to see Jack Black in things again was rekindled. Legit. In Jumanji, totally. where he's like really doing some work, he's so great in that movie. <laughs> like he kind of steals the show. Yeah, because he's playing like a sixteen-year-old, very vapid, and girl. he's going for it, he's which is nice. Awesome. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for those two things coming out, and of course, next week, uh, Infinity Avengers. War. Yep. Um. Looking forward to that in a big way. Westworld comes back tomorrow. I have to start watching that show. It's really good. Um. So yeah. Uh, the other thing that I'm looking forward to June 8th is uh, Hotel Artemis. Okay. Have you heard of it? I've not heard of this at all. Um, it's kind of um, playing off of what a thing that existed in John Wick, where it's like a... Oh, this is a neutral ground. Yes. I saw like a still of this. Yes. It's uh, like a, a ho- It's a hospital for criminals. Okay. And uh, it's got Sterling K. Brown, Charlie Day, Jodie Foster. Um, Jodie Foster kind of pulling like a Tilda Swinton in uh what's that movie with the train um Under Siege 2 no uh Uh, Unstoppable no uh Harry Potter (laughs) um the one with Chris Evans and they're on the train and they have to fight their way to the front of the train oh uh Snowpiercer Snowpiercer yes Yes. so Jodie Foster's kind of made up Kind of Tilda Swinton in this movie. Okay. Um, it's got Dave Bautista, Jeff Goldblum, Sophia Butella, and Zachary Quinto. Oh. And it looks really fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Um, I, I, there's no other trailers I'm looking forward to, nothing else I'm looking forward to coming out right now, but I'm willing to talk right now about what we ask each other to watch. Yes. Um, I watched Two Weeks Notice. Yes. Um, I paid to watch Two Weeks Notice. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be really. It was fine. Like I'm, I'm saying it like you know. You know I had to endure this. Like no, it's fine. Um, it's Sandra Bullock. Um, and I was gonna say Hugh Jackman. No. Um, <laughs> what the hell is his name? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I was gonna say Hugh Dancy. A lot of Hughes. There um, are a lot of Hughes. <laughs> um, Hugh Grant's in it. Being, they're both really charming in it. They're both. So it's super nice. It's set in 2002. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's, that's important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Like, people have weird old cell phones. In case you watch it, it didn't come out in 2015. <laughs> um, it is fine. It's really fine. Like, they're the two biggest names in it. Like, um, it's them being super, like, charming and quirky with each other. 
And the main premise is uh, they're opposites attract. Mm-hmm. It's a romantic comedy. Um, again, set in 2002. I can't stress enough. 2002 is the year this movie was made. Um, that is not in any way an important factor. It, but it is, though. <laughs> um, no, so opposite track. Uh, Hugh Grant is a huge real estate developer in New York City. Um, is tearing down, like, you know, old buildings and whatnot to put up new structures. And, and Sandra Bullock is a lawyer uh, defending these old places and whatnot. And ultimately, Hugh Grant is in need of a new lawyer, and he winds up hiring Sandra Bullock. And they are night and day they don't like each other really but like you know they have a good working relationship mm-hmm. he he can be becomes very dependent on her she's very dependent on her uh she's very good at her job mm-hmm. there's no attraction seemingly until she says like you know i want to quit i don't appreciate that eye roll jason <laughs> it's a charming <laughs> film that i don't think you uh, respect enough i i roll at the seemingly part like yeah like you're not into him like he's not into you whatever you liars um and I say that, and, like, you guys know you're good for each other. I say that as someone, like, guys, come on. I can see her more so being put off by him because he can be such a yes, selfish Yes, absolutely. But he acts like she's not even there is a thing where it's just, like, come on. But, it's I mean, Andy. if he's, like, a super rich guy who's constantly surrounded by super hot ladies, like, yeah. And Sandra Bullock's not a super hot lady? Oh. <sighs> Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's very pretty, I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. but like not. She's no Charlize. <laughs> anyway. The future, the future woman, Charlize there. <laughs> I didn't know people. Don't get me wrong, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that people really were like, mmm, Sandy. I don't know if anyone's like, mmm, Sandy, but it's more <laughs> the sense. Of just, like, she's an attractive woman, like, okay, you know, yeah. and she's, like, been in a lot of movies. Like, I think that, you know, for him in his position to, like, overlook her, like, oh, face shove out of mm-hmm. the way. It's like, you need to step back okay. and check yourself, you Grant. Okay. Um, but anyhow, you know, uh, he doesn't realize that he may have some feelings for her until she says, I want to quit. And she doesn't realize that she may have some feelings for him until she realizes, like, oh, I'm hiring this new person on that he's super interested in. Maybe I should be, you know, mm-hmm. in that role. So conflict arises where in which, you know, they're growing further apart but at the same time because he is now going to destroy something he said he wouldn't destroy. And but she's realizing now that she loves him. So that's where the conflict arises. Um, ultimately, they do find out that they're right for each other after she leaves. And he realizes that I was being a dick mm-hmm. and they get together. It is formulaic, but there's nothing wrong with a good formula. Like it, is, it, it hits, it checks the boxes it needs to check. And it made me realize, like, this is, like, a genre and a realm people don't really deal with that much anymore. Like, there's not a lot of rom-coms being made, Mm -mm. it feels like to me. Or it feels like if you are in a rom-com, it is just, oh, you're doing that? Why? Yeah. So, two people of their caliber, I think, in this movie. I mean, there was a, what Mm -hmm. was it, like, maybe early, I guess it was the early 2000s where it was just rom-coms constantly. That's why I said that's important, because they don't make this movie anymore. Oh, With these actors. With these kinds of actors. Um, this is something you see straight to Netflix now. Oh, yeah, totally. If if that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, it, the rom-com's a little dead. Um, yeah. They're just, I don't know, It's it's a it was a genre that they could rely on, but the market for that is so small now, you don't see them that much anymore. Um, but, yeah, that was two weeks notice. I liked it. It wasn't bad at all. Like it's, Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> not that I thought it would be, but just going into it was like oh yeah i forgot about this kind of movie like this was fine it i feel like it has a similar color palette to it and like 
sweetness of the Great British Baking Show if it was a return into <laughs> rom-com. It was real sweet. Um, you asked me to watch La La Land. Yes. I tried, Jason. <laughs> I really did. I made it through 33 minutes and 32 seconds oh, of it. Oh, wow. And then I just, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> and it's not the movie's fault mm-hmm. entirely. <laughs> <laughs> A, I'm not really a musicals person. Mm-hmm. I don't like dislike them or anything. They're just not really my thing. Um, I'm not a huge fan of dramas, mm-hmm. really. I have to be if I do watch one, I have to be in the right mood for it. Okay, I was not particularly in the mood for it. Um, it's aesthetically beautiful, um, and I think the main part is like you already know that. Um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are successful actors. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly successful. They're huge. Right. So watching them as struggling actors, I do or struggling artists, I don't. I I have trouble. I think kind of believing it because I know they're going to be okay. So I have trouble investing in the characters and like like they're too big outside of these roles where it's just like I know that you're already like you're a successful person. I can't yeah. attach to you. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I just, it's hard for me to feel bad for very attractive thin people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it must be so hard for you. Mm-hmm. Eh. Um, so it was, it was, it's, was fine, but I just, I couldn't, I'm sorry. Oh, totally <laughs> fair. It's... I couldn't, it was, I remember people saying how, Hollywood loves a movie about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what it is. Yeah, it is. So I was like, oh. Could be reason why I won as much as it did. Oh, that would make sense. Um, I think my favorite part of what I saw was when Emma Stone got to be Emma Stone more. And she makes um, Ryan Gosling, when he's playing in a band at the party, when she make and he's like, uh, playing the Aha song. Uh-huh. Um, and then she makes him play another song that's really shitty, mm-hmm. and she just makes faces at him and lip syncs to it. It was great. Yeah, it was that was just a cute. glimpse of her being her, mm-hmm. which is always charming and delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I couldn't, I okay. couldn't do it. Like I would say, I would say what would pull you through if you, if you ever try to watch it again mm-hmm. is just their relationship. Like their chemistry is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that is enough to like hook you in, then cool, stick with it. But if it's not. I understand. He started to swing around a, t- a light pole thing, and I was like, I can't do this, Ryan. <laughs> I see you swinging. You're trying. Movie off. Yeah. Okay. They're about to break into a song. I was like, and eh, fuck this. And okay. I just turned it off. Um, uh. But yeah. Um, that's all that. What I have for you mm-hmm. for the next time to watch, because we talked about it very briefly about uh, Seattle and the things that are there and things that are not there. Yes. Um, I would have you watch uh, Fear featuring... <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon. Um, it might change your life. Um, what, what genre is it? Um, thriller. Oh, okay. I'll take that. <laughs> Slash erotic. Oh, no, oh, lie. Oh, Just okay. thriller. <laughs> oh, no. This might be different. I don't know. Um, thriller is set in 1995 in Seattle. Um, Reese Witherspoon meets the perfect guy. Or oh. does she? Oh, no. So. She doesn't. It's uh. It's like Mark Wahlberg's first big role. Oh. Um, 
and he's showing more range now than I think he maybe in that movie than he ever did. Really? Um, insofar as like dipping into something, I was like, I didn't know Marky Mark could do this. Interesting. Um, so I think it was a surprise for anyone going into that film and seeing that for the first time. I think it was 1996 that movie came out. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would recommend it, and I'll I'll give it to you because it's not findable on things streaming. Oh, okay. It's not that's like on any great, streaming service. That's always a sign of a great film. There's a lot of bullshit on streaming too. <laughs> we both know this. True. <laughs> I was able to watch Free Willy. Um, I don't. Oh, what do I have for you? I didn't think of anything. Ooh. Um. Hum, 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 hum. Me, 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 me. I don't know. <laughs> Even if it's like a TV show episode or something. I'll think of something and I'll text you. Is there? Okay. All right. Sorry. Totally cool. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Cool. But again, this is what we've observed. This is what we've reported. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.